Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, we're going to read a little bit of a story here, and then we'll get into the, uh, the, the message. I was, uh, I was kind of com- contemplating what I was going to preach on. You know, we, we just passed the Christmas season, so do you preach on gluttony? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's always a temptation. Do you, do you preach on covetousness? I don't know. You know I mean, I'm, I'm a partaker in some of those things, so I've got to be careful with that. Do you, do you preach on selfishness? I don't, you know, there's a lot of things you could preach about. Don't worry. You can keep your sandals on. Or get your hard, steel-toed boots out. We'll be able to cover a lot of these things here. But we're going to talk today, the title of the message is, When We Laugh at God. When We Laugh at God. Let's go ahead and look at Luke chapter 8, and we're going to start in verse number 40. Luke chapter 8, verse number 40. The Bible says this, And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, with the, as he went the people thronged him. And skip down, where, that's a great passage about the woman receiving uh, healing, but let's go down to verse number 49. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying unto him, this is Jerry's servant, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father of the, and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, listen, notice what Jesus said, Weep not. For she is not dead, but sleepeth. Now, this is Jesus Christ. This is the creator of the world. This is somebody that Jairus specifically reached out to, to come heal his daughter. And here his daughter lay, his daughter is dead at this point. And Jesus says, uh, Jesus comes into the room with her, with the mom, the dad, Peter, James, and John. And notice what happens here. Jesus said, she is not dead, but sleepeth. Look at verse number 53. And they laughed him to scorn. They laughed him. Who did they laugh? Jesus Christ. They saw the creator of the world and they laughed at him for what he said. Let's keep reading. Um, They laughed him to scorn knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again and she rose straightway and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much, uh, Lord, just for these little nuggets in the Scripture. Lord, I, I, I am not the person to be standing up and preaching this message. But Lord, I ask that you help us to take these truths, and uh, Lord, as, a, as an encouragement, Lord, that we would not laugh at you. And there are many areas in our life where we do laugh at you. And Lord, I, for that I apologize. I ask you help me to be clear in the Scripture this evening. Help us, Lord, to be able to take something home as a truth for us to apply to our lives. I ask that you just guide these Scriptures, guide what I say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Uh, we, we're talking here this story, Jesus Christ. You've, you've heard this story before, but here he goes into this uh, Jairus' daughter's house, into her room, sees her there laying, and he says, don't, don't, don't cry, don't weep. She's not dead, she's sleeping. And the, the reaction that these people had towards Jesus was to laugh at him. The creator of the world, the redeemer of our souls, the healer of our hearts, they laughed at him. They looked at Jesus Christ in his eyes, and laughed at him. They laughed him to scorn. Now this story really, it gets under my skin sometimes. Because how could somebody, how could anybody 
laugh at Jesus Christ. Man, I, I, I've talked to the people, the atheists, that if God's real and they look up to the sky and they start cursing Him right in front of me. And, oh man, alright, you better watch out. You got health insurance? Okay, you don't? Good, that's great. No, um, but man, I, that just, oh, it irks me. It gets, it gets under my skin. But you know what? That's what these people did. And man, as much as this story gets on my skin, gets underneath my skin, gets me, gets my blood boiling, I have to stop and realize that I, in my life, have laughed at God. I may, maybe not on purpose, but there have been areas in my life and areas in your life where we have laughed at our Creator, where we've laughed at the very God that has given you breath and given you life. We're going to look at a couple of those areas today. And again, this is not, I'm not pointing this at anybody. Have anything, I'm going to be pointing all my fingers at me. This is about me. But here's the thing. We all have laughed at Jesus Christ. We've all laughed at God. And there's three distinct areas that I've seen in Scripture where God specifically tells us where in areas that we laugh at Him. Let's look at a couple of them here tonight. Number one, if you take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke, or to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures here. Genesis chapter 17. We're, we're just going to... This is a Bible study. I hope that you don't mind turning in your Bibles. That's always a good thing. Luke cha- or Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. And let's go ahead and start in verse number 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall become a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham, notice what Abraham did. Abraham was just told he was going to receive a son from Sarah. Listen what he did. Then Abraham fell on his face and what? Laughed. And said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? Wow. Here's a, here's a point in the scripture. This is the first time where we see somebody with the audacity enough to laugh at God. God just told him. It's, you look at verse number 15. And God said unto Abraham. This is God directly talking to Abraham and telling him, I'm going to bless you with the son. And what is Abraham's response? He laughs. He falls down on his face and he laughs. Let's look at, well, let's look at um, Sarah's response. Look at Genesis chapter 18. Look down at verse number 12. Genesis chapter 18, verse number 12. The Bible says this, Therefore Sarah laughed, uh, laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Now I can imagine... God, this is a good thing God is God, okay? But if somebody were to laugh at me after I've told them something, well, man, I would get pretty frustrated with them. I would, okay, you know what? If you're going to laugh, forget about it, all right? I'll go find somebody else. But look at what God says here. This is interesting. So not only did Sarah laugh, look what else she did there. Verse number 13, Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, I shall of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Sarah sells seashells at the seashore. All right, but Sarah shall have a son. She shall have a son. This is a blessing or a promise from God that God is promising to Abraham and to Sarah, and they laugh 
at the blessings of God. You know, we are not, I'm not here to tell you as a messenger of the Lord that you're going to receive a child, alright? Praise the Lord for that. But, there are blessings that God has specifically told us in Scripture that we do not take seriously. There are blessings, there are promises from God in the Bible that we, unfortunately, we laugh at. Let's look at a couple of them. I want you to have you turn to them. But I want to just, you, you know these here, I'll go ahead and read them. But God is not coming to show us uh, or, or tell us that we are going to have a child, but He's promised us these blessings in areas of our life. Um, the, Bible, the Bible tells us in Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. You know, the Bible talks about this word tithing. He talks about giving of tithe, giving of alms, giving of offerings to the church. And God says, if you give, it shall be given unto you. But there are many people that I know of that, that say, oh, tithing? Man, I can't afford to tithe. I can't afford to give. I can't afford to go and, and give above. I'm, I'm living by the, 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 the last penny of my, that I have. But that's not what God tells us. God tells us to give a tithe. Why? Because it belongs to Him. When the children of Israel walked into the, the promised land, what was the first city that they conquered? Jericho. And what did God say about Jericho? That everything that you get from Jericho is not yours. It's a curse. You give that unto me. That, that shows us as a picture for our lives, our increase, the first fruits, anything that we get, the first, uh, the first thing that we should pay which should be our tithes because it's not to us, it's not for us. It is, it is, a, it is a command from the Lord to give. Then, and, but sometimes we look at that and we laugh. God doesn't know about 2023. God doesn't know about 2024. He doesn't know about the, the financial struggles that we have. Man, good night. I can't afford to have Netflix and Disney Plus at the same time. He doesn't understand. And we laugh at God. Because God gives us a promise and we say, nah, not for me. And we are, we are taking the blessings from God and we are laughing at them. <laughs> That's not for me, God. What are some other things? Revelation 1.3 says, Blessed is he that readeth. Talking about the Bible. And they that hear the words of this prophecy and those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Only in the last 400 years have Christians been able to have the whole, entire, complete Word of God. And yet, we, how often do we take this Bible out and read it? How often do we, we sit down and take some time out of our, our, our busy days and take some time to read God's Word? There is a blessing that God says. He says, blessed is every man that readeth. Uh, there is a blessing in reading your Bible. But yet we cannot find time to read our Bibles. Uh, man, a man that, there, there's a saying my wife used to say all the time. I don't know if she was preaching to me or not. But, uh, but she said, a man too busy to pray, a man too busy to walk with God, is a man that's just too busy. Man, I, my, 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 I should not look at my schedule of my day and go, well, God, I... I don't know. I just, I'll give you the rest. If I have some time at the end of the day, um, I'll cut my Netflix short or I'll cut my, uh, my TikTok video short and I'll, I'll, get, I'll spend some time with you. I'll read a little bit of scripture. No, that's not how God works. God wants us to read his scripture and we don't read it. Unfortunately, we do not read God's word. Um, do you want help with depression? Do you want some financial advice? Do you want some relationship help? Do you want some self-confidence? Do you want wisdom? We get all of those things from God's Word. Those are blessings that God gives us from His words. And we laugh at them because we don't think God means it. We don't think God means it. What are some other things? And i got to go quickly here. But what about prayer? The Bible says in Luke eleven nine, 9, I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, 
and it shall be opened unto you. This is a direct promise from God. If we go to Him with our prayer requests, if we go to Him in need, and we say, God, I need you to help me in this area. God, I have a co-worker that's not saved. God, I, I, I've got children I need to raise. God, I need your help. And if we go to Him, He will give it to us. He will, we knock on the door, and He is there to answer the door. We, we seek Him, and he, we, he shall be found. That is prayer. That is what prayer is. is us going to God and asking the God, the Creator of heaven, to help us in our minute little lives. And God is there to help us. God wants to help us. But yet we, do ne- we never access that channel of prayer to God. And we think, well, you know, prayers for those old people that can't move and they just sit in their chairs. That's what prayers. No, no, no. Prayer is for us because God has given it to us as a blessing, as a promise. You pray and it shall be given unto you. What are some other things here? Closeness to God. The Bible tells us in James 4, 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. God is up in heaven. I, this helps me out. Maybe it'll help you out. But I can picture God is just waiting for me in the morning. God is sitting in his chair and he is waiting for Anthony Aaron to get out of his uh, bed. Okay, we'll just say it that way. But get his lazy tail out of bed and go talk to him. And God says, if you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. And that is a blessing and a promise from God. But you know what happens? A little bit of a trouble comes our way. Little trials come into our life. And the last person we seek or try to get close to is God. And that, that's, that's the sad thing that happens. What are we doing? We are laughing at the blessings of God. We are laughing at His, 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 His blessings to us. What are some other things? Peace. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace. We live in a world without peace. We live in a world that they're just waiting for somebody to say something about them so that they can just jump on you with vicious claws out. Like they are ready to go. That is a world without peace. But yet God says, I want to give you peace. And peace comes through prayer. Peace comes through thanksgiving. And God is the one that gives us peace. And yet when when we get to these crazy times in life and seasons in our life where we just can't keep it together, the last person we seek is God. Say, God, I need you to help me. I need some peace about a decision I have to make. God, I've got, I've got three, two, uh, four little rugs here. Man, I'm trying to count. All right. Four rugs, uh, rug rats that I need to be a dad to them. God, they've got their own problems. And as they're getting older, their problems are getting bigger. And God, I just can't handle it all. God says, hey, I'm here. I want to give you peace. But say, oh, God, no, it's okay. I, I, I'll figure this out on my own. And that's what we do. When we do that, we are laughing at God. I remember the, the, these blessings that God gives us. God wants to give you these blessings, and yet we laugh at Him for, for, for trying. Let's look at some other things here. But, but you know, you think about blessings. The Bible says that God daily loadeth us with benefits. God is ready to give you the blessings that you need for each day. And yet, we don't talk to Him. We, we just ignore Him, and we laugh at those promises from God. Uh, you think, well, maybe, I don't have cash. Well, the God doesn't really bless me because I don't have cash. I don't have a uh, you know an abundant 401k. I don't have a, a money in the bank account. Ch- cash is the cheapest of God's blessings. Man, I would rather have peace than a, than a whole load of cash. I would rather have joy from the Lord. I would rather have kids that turn out for the Lord. I would rather have a closeness and a walk with God than I would just have numbers in a bank. 
Man, cash is the cheapest form of God's blessings, but God wants to give us, He wants to load us up with blessings. A powerful truth there. Let's keep going here. Um, you know, we should not be shocked every time that God blesses us. God blesses us. He wants to give us blessings. But we, we are sometimes shocked because we don't ask Him for it. But when those blessings come, it's like, oh, wow, how did that happen? And, uh, you know, it's like going to a gumball machine, putting the quarter in, turning the quarter, and then just a gumball pops out. Wow, how did that happen? No, you put the quarter in. That's why it happened. And yet we pray to God, we ask God, and yet when those blessings come, oh, man, this is a surprise. No, it's what I've been praying for. No wonder it came. Uh, you know, my kids don't come to the, the dinner table or the lunch table and just go, Oh, man, are we going to have food today? Oh, man, let's see. Oh, hey, we got food! Woo! No, they don't worry about that. They sit down, they eat their food, and they don't even say thank you sometimes. Not all the time. But, uh, but that's what happens with us. God gives us these blessings, and He wants to give us blessings. Don't laugh at God and the blessings that He wants to give to us. So what are some areas that we laugh at God? Number one, when we doubt God's blessings. Number two, when we belittle... God's sacrifice. Take your Bible and turn with me to Psalms chapter 22. When we belittle God's sacrifice. Psalm chapter 22, and we'll, we'll start in verse number 1. I, was, when I, I worked at Chick-fil-A. I worked at a couple of warehouses. And uh, it's funny, I, maybe you, you, were, you know this, but it's funny when, you, when morning shift comes in for their shift to start, what do you hear? Well, man, closing shift didn't do this right. Man, they forgot that. Oh, look what they did wrong this time. Oh, man, I bet you that's not where it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah, I was right. They don't do nothing on closing shift. I was at Chick-fil-A, and I worked both the closing and the opening shift. I was single. I didn't have anything else to do, and I needed money. So, uh, But that's how it worked. And I would close at night with the group, and then I would come in that next morning, and, man, you just... They were torn apart. Well, look at this. That didn't get cleaned up right. That didn't. All you do in the morning shift is you take the dishes that we wash and you put them out. You didn't wash them. You're the one that made them dirty in the first place. And you're just going to whine and complain about it the whole time. And, you know, they, they, when, when that would happen, oh, it would make me boy. I'm like, man, you weren't even here. We were here till 11, 30, 12 o'clock trying to get this place cleaned up. And here you are coming in. You just expect everything to be done for you. Like, come on. Anyway. Sorry, that was free again. Um, but, uh, but what happens is we belittle God's sacrifice. We, you know, just as much as we would sacrifice to get everything ready for this next crew and they wouldn't even care about it, God has sacrificed for us and we belittle that sacrifice. You're there in, in Psalm chapter 22. Look down at verse number 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is a prophetic psalm talking about Jesus Christ when he's on the cross. Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my, my roaring, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent, but thou art holy. O oh, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and, thou, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and am no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me, what? Laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord that would deliver him, yet him deliver, uh, uh, let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb, thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. Now here's the thing, Jesus Christ on the cross was gathered around a bunch of people, Romans, uh, Roman soldiers. He was gathered around Jewish people and people that were just there to see Jesus Christ. And we, we picture Calvary, he was on a hill. Uh, he was on a mountain, all right, Mount Calvary. But really, he was by the, he was by the streets. 
so that people, when they walked by in the streets, they could spit at them. And they could mock them for what they did. This is the busy street. They walked by, they'd see somebody being crucified, and they would mock at them. And here Jesus is paying for the sins of the world, hanging on a cross, hanging between death and life, hanging between heaven and the earth. And here He is being mocked and spat upon. And Jesus says, they laughed me to scorn. Wow. There are people that were there, these Jews, that Jesus Christ was shedding His blood so that they could have forgiveness. There were people there, soldiers that would nail nail in His hands into the cross, and yet those people Jesus Christ died for. And those very people laughed Him to scorn. They laughed at Him. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 too, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There was shame, great shame, that came with Him dying on a cross. Why? Because people belittled the sacrifice that Jesus was giving to us. Man, when do we laugh at God? We laugh at God when we doubt His blessings. We laugh at God when we belittle His sacrifice to us. Man, it's just it's, it's, it's there, because I'm, I'm guilty of that. Man, there, there are days that I don't even think about God. I, you know, I read my Bible like I'm supposed to, and I pray and I talk to God, but I don't think about His sacrifice for me. Man, I, I love reading Colossians chapter 1. We've been learning in the Christian school. And it's just, it, it gives you what salvation is, but Jesus Christ died, and He gave us so much more than just being able to go to heaven. He gave us forgiveness of our sins. He gave us a reconciliation with God the Father. He gave us that access to the throne room of God. And yet, we don't even think about it sometimes. And I say we because I'm there too. I'm there. We don't think about, we belittle the sacrifice that God did. Oh, it's a story. Ah, oh, yeah, you know what? It happened a long time ago. And we don't, we don't give it the, the attention that it needs. And we just let it pass by. Because we laugh God to scorn through belittling His sacrifice. Easter and the Lord's Supper should not be the only time that we think about the Lord's death. Man, we should be thinking about God's death all the time. When I go soul winning... And I talk to somebody, and I, 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 and I tell them about Jesus Christ. I make sure, not just for their sake, but I, for my sake, go through what Jesus Christ did for us. I go through the Garden of Gethsemane. I go through the blood that He shed, uh, being, being beaten um, and getting His beard plucked out. I go through the, the cat of nine tails. Why? Because it's good for me to hear that again. It's good for me to continually think about God's sacrifice for our life. Wow, if we just stop to think about that, if we stop to write God a letter, Say, God, thank you for for shedding your blood. All throughout the scenes of the cross, we see the blood of Jesus Christ. And man, He shed that for me. I was the one He was thinking about. I was the sin that was laid upon Him. It was my sin. And Jesus died for me. Oh, it is so good as a Christian when we get our minds off ourselves and our eyes off ourselves and we think about what Jesus has done for us. Wow. Just like we daily need to thank our spouses, our parents, veterans, first responders for their sacrifice, we should be daily thanking God for His sacrifice, Jesus for the ultimate sacrifice that He gave to us. Why? Because it keeps it fresh in our mind. keeps it fresh in our mind. So let's let's keep going here. I appreciate you listening. Number one, when we doubt God's blessings, we laugh at God. When we belittle God's sacrifice, we laugh at God. And then you're there if you go back with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And we're going to read this, this is the last point here. But when we doubt God's power, we laugh at God. Luke chapter 8 and verse number, uh, we'll start here in verse number 53. 
The Bible talks about this story in, in three, uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It talks about the same story. All three times, of course, it's the same story. They laugh him to scorn. But notice what it says here on this one. If you look at verse number 53, Luke chapter 8, 53, the Bible says this, And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. These people thought, honestly, that they knew better than Jesus Christ. They're like, Psh, Jesus, she's dead. There's nothing you can do. She's gone. She's dead. What happened? They were, they were doubting God's power. Um, when I was, uh, when I was at, at my other church, um, I was doing some electrical work. And I, okay, electricity, gotta be careful, okay? Just letting you know that. Um, I was, re- I was replacing some outlets, and I'd seen my dad, my dad's an electrician. He, he'll take that plug right off the wall, he'll change it out, no problem. Uh, there's no breaker he's looking for, he just goes ahead and does it. And uh, man, there was a there was a double outlet I was working on in the church auditorium, and it was it had two outlets next to it. And again, I'd seen my dad do it, no problem at all. He whips that thing off, gets a screwdriver out, and before you know it, it's already changed and he's ready to go. And I'm like, Psh, I can do this. I mean, it's just it's just cables in the back. That's all it is. You just twist. Yeah, I I had grabbed the one and was shocking myself, and I let go, and I'm like, all right, let me let me try this one over here. Maybe it's not as bad. I don't. Yeah, that was dumb. And I got shocked pretty good. Why? Because I doubted what kind of power that 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 outlet held. I doubted it. I really did. But you know what happens? We do the same thing with God. We say, "Well, God, yeah, I've got a I've got a pretty pretty bad situation that I'm in right now, but I'll take care of it. I, I don't know if you really even care about my situation." And we doubt God's power to come through and to do something spectacular in our life. We doubt the power of God. Um, since when did anyone ever know something that God didn't? These people knew that she was dead. And there was no hope. All the visible signs are gone. There's no way. There's nothing else that you can do. It's done. It's over with. And they just left and they laughed Jesus to scorn when He said otherwise. And you know what? The same thing happens in our lives. You know, when, when we see people and we go, Psh, there's no way God can do anything in their life. There's no way that God can bring a healing in that person's life. There's no way that God can, can move into their heart and change their heart for the right. That's just too far. It's too past. And God says, I am here and ready to deliver power. I'm ready not, not that just you can get saved, but that the whole world can receive salvation. I'm not ready just for you to live a good life. I'm here to give power so that the whole world can live godly and live righteous like they ought to. God has power beyond any of our imagination. And He wants to show us that power. But yet we laugh Him to scorn. Uh, sometimes and most often we try to do things in our own power. And most often we end up on our backs in failure and in regret. We're like, no, I can handle this. I, I'm, big, I'm a big boy. I can do this myself. And we wind up on our backs in regret and failure. Most often in failure. Uh, I w- I, we don't have enough time for me to tell you all the projects that I've thought I could do. And it's called being YouTubed, is what it's called. Where you see something on YouTube and you think it's, I can do that, it's easy. And then once you get halfway into it and you've given a million dollars worth of supplies to try to fi- fix it, yeah, then you've realized, okay, I've been YouTubed, alright? I'll just, I'll just leave it there. It looks fine. Um, anyway, but that's what happens. I can't tell you how many times that that happens because I try to do it on my own power. 
I uh, mean, I, I, a lot of electrical things. My dad is an electrician. My dad, I could call him up. I remember one time I sent him a picture, and I had like 18 wires hanging out of this thing. It was an old, it was an old church building, and it was it was craziness happening. And he looked at it. I sent him a picture. I'm like, Dad, I have no idea where it's supposed to go. Where? And man, within minutes, he was like, That's supposed to go over here. That's probably your power. Go ahead and test it with it. And he knew it. But I, it was, I, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think he did know it. And he did know it. And the same thing goes with God. We think, Well, God, I can handle this. It's all my own. I can do this. I'll just get it done. And we often end in failure because we don't go to the one that can and saw and has the power to solve our problems. Um, there was a, a story about a boy, or a, a dad and his son. And he said, "Dad, uh, the, the son, the dad goes to the son. Let's get this story here. But the dad goes to the son. He says, "All right, son, I need you to go ahead and get the leaves blown off the the, the driveway. You know, it's fall time. I need you to get the leaves blown off, and uh, we'll go ahead. I, I just need you to get it done. I'm going to work on some things over here in the backyard, and I'll come back out here in just a little bit. Check on you." And so the son, um, you know, the, the dad is kind of working on his thing out in the backyard and doesn't hear anything. So he waits for a little bit. Then he goes back to the front yard and he sees the boy. And the boy is on his belly, on the floor, (laughs) trying to blow those leaves off the driveway. And the dad takes his son and says, son, look here. I've got three leaf blowers in 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 the garage here. All you had to do was just ask me. All you had to do was just come to me. I had the power to get this thing done in no time. But you didn't ask me. That's the same thing with God. God has the power. God has the, the, uh, the ability to be able to, to solve the problems that we think are, are impossible. And God is there. And when we don't, it's just like saying, oh, just, I'm just laughing at God. He, I, there's no way you could do it. I can handle this on my own. And we think we, we mount God to some story tale, uh, some fairy tale or some story. But God is there for real to give us power in our life. But here's the thing, I want you to look there, Luke chapter 8, and we're finished here, but I want, to, I, want you to sh- I want to show you this. For the people that didn't laugh at God, the people that did believe that He was going to bless, the people that did remember that what Jesus was all here all about and trusting in His power, look at what happens in verse number 53. We'll read 53 again and then we'll go down to 54 in Luke 8. Luke 8, 53, the Bible says, And when they laughed Him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And look what Jesus does, look at His response. And He put them all out. And took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. Here's the thing. When we laugh at God, we miss out on seeing what God can actually do. What, were the, what happened to the mother and the father, Peter, James, and John? What happened to them? They all, the Bible said they all laughed him to scorn. And he sent them all out. He said, look, you don't, if you don't believe in me, you don't believe that I have the power to do this, just go ahead and go. And once he sent them out, that is when the miracle happened. Well, man, guess what? If, if, they, did, if they believed in God and they said, God, I, you can do this. I've seen you do many other miracles. You can handle this miracle. Then they would have been able to see him actually raise that daughter back to life. But because they didn't believe in God, because they laughed at him and his power, because they doubted that God could really give them a blessing of their daughter giving life again, guess what happened? They missed out on the miracle. How many miracles have we missed out on? Because we've laughed at God. How many miracles that God says, you're right there, I want to give this to you. Man, you've got a financial burden and I've got what you need. I just want you to come to me. How many miracles have we missed out on because we laugh at God? How many miracles? When we see things that others will never see and only hear about if we trust God's blessings, 
We trust and we believe that He has the power to accomplish what He says He's going to accomplish. We believe that the promises in the Scripture are true and He is going to fulfill them. Then we will be able to see things that people will only just get to hear about. And we'll be able to personally experience them. My dad, um, my dad was, uh, I've told my story about my dad a couple months ago. But my dad was, was a drunk. My dad was, was a drug addict. And he was, you know, just promiscuous and things like that. And God was able to take his life and do something miraculous through it. But imagine my, my, my grandparents looking at him and say, well, it's worthless. You know, he, he's living his own life. He's doing his own thing. It's just never going to happen. I'm just going to keep peace and then just send him on his way. But no, they believed that a miracle was there. They believed that God's word was true. And they got to see a miracle that most often people don't get to see. Because the miracle is waiting. God is waiting for us. Not to laugh at Him, but to believe in Him. Say, God, you died on the cross for me. God, you've given me a new life. You've given me abundant life. I don't want to stop here. I don't want to stop at mediocre. I want to see you do something great through my life. God, would you please show me something? And God is waiting for us. He's an if-then God. If you do what He wants you to do, you keep His commandments, then He will show you the love. If you do this, He will do that. That's just what, that's the way God operates. He's an if-then. And here's what God says to us. It, it, that people that laughed Him to scorn, He sent them out. They got to see, yes, the results of it, but they didn't get to actually experience the miracle because of them laughing God to scorn. Trust in God's power. Trust in His blessings. Remember His sacrifice. When do we laugh at God? Unfortunately, a lot. But don't let that be the case. Don't doubt God's blessings. Read the Bible. Say, God, you did this for Elijah. That's what Elisha did. God, where is the God of Elijah? He saw Elijah get miracles and blessings through. And Elisha said, I want those same miracles. What was he doing? He was taking God's promises and says, I want that for me. God, I've seen, I, 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 know, I know what you can do in a person's life. Man, a changed life, there's no arguing against that. You say, well, you know, that person's just too far gone for the Lord, okay? No, that's never the case. Jesus is always there, ready to take that individual. He, what, if, what if he's just waiting on us to pray? What if he's just waiting on us to, to, to believe that he can do something in that person's life? Let's decide tonight, I'm not going to get caught laughing at God. I don't want to miss out on something special. I don't want to miss out on a miracle that God is going to show me. I don't want to laugh God to scorn. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and pray. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for the truth. Uh, a little bit more serious tonight, but Lord, uh, the truth is serious. God, I, I don't want to get caught laughing at you. And Lord, I do that often. and I'm, I, am, I am sorry for that, God. I ask you help us. Lord, to be aware of what we're doing, Lord, being aware of just the, uh, Lord, the, the lack of uh, the apathy that we have towards you. And uh, God, well, we'll get it done another day, or ah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But God, you are there waiting to draw nigh to us. You're there ready to give wisdom, ready to give peace. God, help us not to, to laugh you to scorn. And if everybody would stand, please, I'll just ask you a couple of questions. You say, Brother Anthony, tonight I know for sure, without a doubt, 100%, that if I died tonight that I would go to heaven. I know that for sure. If you'd raise your hand for me. Praise the Lord, you can put your hands down. You say, I wasn't able to raise my hand, Brother Anthony, but if I don't know for sure. If I were to take my last breath, I don't know that I would wake up in heaven. And I want to know that, and I would love for somebody to show me from the Scripture. If that's you and you do not know for sure, but you want to know, if you just raise your hand. Anybody like that? 
You say, Brother Anthony, I want to make sure that I'm not getting caught laughing at my Savior, at the Creator of the world. I want to make sure that I'm paying more attention. I'm making sure that I'm remembering His sacrifice and not doubting His blessings or the power that He has. That's you, Brother Anthony. Something in the message tonight spoke to my heart, and I want to apply these things in my life. That's you. Would you raise your hand? Praise the Lord. Put your hands down.